Having seen what the scriptures principally teach us to believe concerning God, it follows to consider what they require as the duty of man. Question 91. What is the duty which God requireth of man? Answer. The duty which God requireth of man is obedience to his revealed will. Question 92. What did God first reveal unto man as the rule of his obedience? Answer. The rule of obedience revealed to Adam in the estate of innocence and to all mankind in him, besides a special command not to eat of the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, was the moral law. Question 93. What is the moral law? Answer. The moral law is the declaration of the will of God to mankind, directing and binding everyone to personal, perfect, and perpetual conformity and obedience thereunto, in the frame and disposition of the whole man, soul, and body, and in performance of all those duties of holiness and righteousness which he oweth to God and man, promising life upon the fulfilling and threatening death upon the breach of it. Question 94. Is there any use of the moral law since the fall? Answer. Although no man since the fall can attain to righteousness and life by the moral law, yet there is great use thereof, as well common to all men, as peculiar either to the unregenerate or the regenerate. Question 95. Of what use is the moral law to all men? Answer. The moral law is of use to all men, to inform them of the holy nature and will of God, and of their duty, binding them to walk accordingly, to convince them of their disability to keep it, and of the sinful pollution of their nature, hearts, and lives, to humble them in the sense of their sin and misery, and thereby help them to a clearer sight of the need they have of Christ, and of the perfection of his obedience. Question 96. What particular use is there of the moral law to unregenerate men? Answer. The moral law is of use to unregenerate men to awaken their consciences, to flee from the wrath to come, and to drive them to Christ, or, upon the continuance in the estate and way of sin, to leave them inexcusable and under the curse thereof. Question 97. What special use is there of the moral law to the regenerate? Answer. Although they that are regenerate and believe in Christ be delivered from the moral law as a covenant of works, so as thereby they are neither justified nor condemned, yet besides the general uses thereof common to them with all men, it is of special use to show them how much they are bound to Christ for his fulfilling it, and enduring the curse thereof in their stead, and for their good and thereby to provoke them to more thankfulness, and to express the same in their greater care to conform themselves thereunto as the rule of their obedience. Question 98. Where is the moral law summarily comprehended? Answer. The moral law is summarily comprehended in the Ten Commandments, which were delivered by the voice of God upon Mount Sinai and written by him in two tablets of stone and are recorded in the twentieth chapter of Exodus, the four first commandments containing our duty to God and the other six our duty to man. Question 99. What rules are to be observed for the right understanding of the Ten Commandments? Answer. For the right understanding of the Ten Commandments, these rules are to be observed. 1. 
that the law is perfect, and bindeth every one to full conformity in the whole man unto the righteousness thereof, and unto entire obedience forever, so as to require the utmost perfection of every duty, and to forbid the least degree of every sin. 2. That it is spiritual, and so reacheth the understanding, will, affections, and all other powers of the soul, as well as words, works, and gestures. 3. That one and the same thing, in diverse respects, is required or forbidden in several commandments. 4. That as, where a duty is commanded, the contrary sin is forbidden, and where a sin is forbidden, the contrary duty is commanded. So, where a promise is annexed, the contrary threatening is included, and where a threatening is annexed, the contrary promise is included. 5. That what God forbids is at no time to be done. What he commands is always our duty, and yet every particular duty is not to be done at all times. 6. That under one sin or duty, all of the same kind are forbidden or commanded, together with all the causes, means, occasions, and appearances thereof, and provocations thereunto. 7. That what is forbidden or commanded to ourselves, we are bound, according to our places, to endeavor that it may be avoided or performed by others, according to the duty of their places. 8. That in what is commanded to others, we are bound, according to our places and callings, to be helpful to them, and to take heed of partaking with others in what is forbidden them. Question 100. What special things are we to consider in the Ten Commandments? Answer. We are to consider, in the Ten Commandments, the preface, the substance of the commandments themselves, and several reasons annexed to some of them, the more to enforce them.